I'm your host, Dora Vandekamp. Welcome to the Biohack Your Beauty podcast, where we take a deep dive into the world of biohacking, lifestyle, wellness, and self-development. Join me in uncovering the mysteries of beauty, anti-aging, and ultimate longevity with the experts, teachers, and guides who are leading the health revolution. Hello, beautiful ones. Welcome back for another episode of the Biohack Your Beauty podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about travel biohacking. And this is something I've been meaning to do for a while now, an episode all about travel. I think the world is opening up again. And if you're like me and you love to travel, love to wander, love to discover and explore, then it's very exciting to think that we are going to be able to do that freely again. And that also means that we've got to make sure that we are able to care for our bodies as we travel. So I wanted to share with you my favorite travel beauty biohacks, and I have so many of them. So I'm going to try to keep this episode rather succinct and rather on the short side because I think that there is so much to share when it comes to biohacking and traveling. Now there are several reasons why it's challenging for the body when it comes to traveling. So the first thing would be the time zone changes. And the reason that's really hard on our bodies is because for thousands of years, we weren't traveling at these high speeds. So you were traveling and it would take you days, right, to change a time zone or maybe hours um, to change some small time zone change. But you weren't really going, you know, in six to ten hours all of a sudden into a totally new time zone where night is now day and day is now night. So our bodies having to adjust to something so drastic can definitely put extra stress on the body and it throws the circadian rhythm off. And as we know, the circadian rhythm is connected to our hormones and our hormones run pretty much everything in our body. Our hormones are so incredibly prevalent in the functions of our body. So sleep, but also everything else, right? Digestion, that's all going to be affected. And uh, that's a lot of pressure on your body. The other thing that's really interesting is the way that the microbiome is exposed to new bacteria in a new environment. So Our microbiome is really constantly having to acclimate and adjust, but when we change into a different country or we go to a different culture where the food is different, the water is different, everything, right? Like even something like the the detergent and the soaps and the um, air, right? These are all things that your body is being exposed to. So the microbiome, your gut microbiome, your skin microbiome, it's a huge adjustment and this can also put stress on the body. Then there's the radiation that we are exposed to from flying. So 
If you think about it, an airplane is kind of like a giant microwave. And when you're in that airplane for a long period of time, even a short period of time, but obviously if you're traveling, you know, 10 hours to a different country, sometimes 21 hours, right? You are kind of in this really high active radiation um, chamber, right? So that's something we also want to consider when we are traveling. We want to make sure that we can give our body as much protection and as much nourishment as possible in order to help combat the radiation that we would experience. So let's start with just being able to give your body as much nourishment as possible when it comes to changing time zones and setting your circadian rhythm. And what this is going to do is help your sleep and sleep quality. And as we know, sleep is so incredibly important because you're not only resting, you're literally regenerating when you're sleeping. So one of your main goals once you have reached your destination is to set your circadian rhythm to where you are, to the location where you are, so that your body is awake during the day and asleep, soundly asleep during the night. So there's a few things that you can do to help do this. The first thing is really grounding yourself. So Going barefoot, finding a beach, finding some, you know, a park is good, finding maybe, um, you know, if there's a hiking trail, any kind of place, even if you're staying at, let's say, a hotel or an Airbnb and they have a garden, just plant your bare feet in the ground or on the ground and just take like 30 minutes and then ground yourself. So basically just taking your body and letting it know where it's at. And that's a really powerful way for you to not only help to set your circadian rhythm, but also to help your body kind of come back to homeostasis because your body is going to receive the electrons from the earth through the body, right? And we've talked a lot about grounding in past episodes, but really just allowing your body to kind of go into like healing mode. So I think that that's a really powerful thing to do. Another thing to think about is the sun. So our bodies are programmed to go with the sun. So even when you're outside and you're not looking at the sun, right? Because that's not really the best idea. Your eyes are receiving the sun. It knows where, they know where the sun is. So your body is taking that in. There's receptors on your skin, in your eyes, that tell your body what hormones are supposed to be going during that time. And so one of the things that you can do is you can utilize the sun. So if you are um, you know, sleeping, you wake up in the morning, the first thing you would want to do is go outside without contacts on, without glasses on, and just allow yourself to, you can either sun gaze if it's very early, right? So it, that's literally only the first 10 minutes of waking up. You don't want to look at the sun after that because it's 
very, very bright. And we all know that you're not supposed to look directly in the sun. But the first 10 minutes before sunrise and the first 10 minutes after sunrise can generally be a good time to sun gaze. So you can do that if you're able to wake up that early. If you're not, and this is something I do at home as well, is I get my red light. So I have a red light panel that's small that I take with me. If you do not have a red light panel, you can go on Amazon and they have um, red lights that you can just clip on. Like it's like a little teeny red light panel and you can take it with you. So we have one of those as well. If, if we're going um, somewhere and you know I have a lot to pack I can take that and when you wake up you can sit in front of that red light for 10 minutes and that mimics the sunrise and so that's a really good way for your body to also help set your circadian rhythm then you want to spend time outside the first day that you are traveling you want to spend time outside for your body to acclimate and also to rest so your first day of travel, I always think it's really helpful to take that day to just let your body adjust. So going outside, putting your feet on the ground, bare feet, making your helping your body be exposed to the sun, and just helping set your circadian rhythm to that new place that you are. And another thing that you would want to do is, let's say you are going to sleep right after you arrive, you're going to want to try to use your red light glasses. So if it's nighttime when you arrive, maybe you already have your blue blocker glasses on, your red glasses on, keeping those on and then avoiding blue light at night. Because that is also something that is going to tell your body to, to stay awake, right? Blue light. So you want to avoid blue light if you can. Now, I, I understand that when you're in an airport, it's blue light everywhere. That's why those red glasses are really helpful, those blue blocking glasses. So I highly recommend the blue blocking glasses. Highly recommend grounding upon arrival. Maybe, you know, every day even because grounding is an, the ultimate beauty biohack. And then getting sunlight in the morning. Um, you can also get sunlight during the day, especially the first day that you're there. You're really going to want to make sure that you get that sun. If you're in a cold climate, I think it's just, you know, doing your best. So going outside, the blue light, even though the sun may not be shining, your body is going to notice um, you know, that it's daytime, that it's bright outside. So I do think that being outside is helpful. Now, if you are visiting a really cold climate or a rainy climate, maybe that's not something that's possible, but I would still recommend grounding and putting your feet on the earth. Another thing is you're going to want to make sure you have a quality sleep. So something that I always bring with me just in case is earplugs because sometimes you may be staying in a place that is very loud and that might disrupt your sleep. And also thinking of bringing curtain clips. So something that I've noticed, depending on where we stay, I really like to stay at hotels. Uh, that's kind of my jam. But, you know, if you're staying at an Airbnb or you might be staying with a friend, they might not always have a blacked out room. 
Having a blacked out room at night is really important for your sleep quality. And again, we know sleep is such an important biohack. So doing everything you can to get good quality sleep while you're traveling is going to be so essential. So I bring like chip clips and I clip the curtains closed and you might even want to bring like an extra um, sheet or an extra blackout curtain in case you need to make sure that you cover um, up. You can also inquire before you travel whether your room has blackout curtains and maybe that's something that you look for when you book your travel. But really optimizing your bedroom wherever you're traveling to is going to be really, really important. So again, for your circadian rhythm, you're going to want to make sure that you get your quality sleep by grounding, by exposing yourself to the sun, by making sure that your room is blacked out at night, bringing earplugs, that's really helpful, and then bringing a red light if you can. You can also even just bring a red light bulb, and then at night, instead of having the yellow lights on, you have your red lights on, and then also your blue blocking glasses. Those are really important as well. So the next thing I want to talk about is EMFs, and this is something you're going to be exposed to when you're traveling, not only in the airplane, but depending on where you're staying, you might be exposed to either cell phone towers that are nearby, or if you're staying in a hotel, if you think about how many Wi-Fi routers, how many cell phones, there's so much exposure to EMFs. And when we talk about EMFs, we talk about electromagnetic frequencies or electromagnetic fields. And those are really just emitted by so many electronics, cell phones, Wi-Fi tower, Wi-Fi, cell phone towers, so many different things. And really what this does is it's very stressful on the body. And so what we want to do is we want to do what we can when we're traveling to try to protect our bodies from EMFs. Limiting exposure is sometimes possible, sometimes it's not. And that's the thing. When you're traveling, you have less control over your environment. That's the beauty of traveling, but that's also sometimes the challenge in traveling, especially when you are <laughs> high maintenance like I am, and maybe some of you out there can relate to that. So I have that with food, right? There's things that, um, you know, I have a hard time finding when I'm traveling when it comes to food, and it's the same thing with biohacks. So really doing what you can to bring the things that you need so that you feel good when you're traveling. So the first thing I would say is when it comes to EMFs on the airplane, so the first thing I really love is a molecular hydrogen supplement. And this is because molecular hydrogen actually neutralizes oxidative stress. And that is something that is caused by EMFs is oxidative stress. So if I am traveling, I make sure to kind of double up on molecular hydrogen it's actually, there's so many studies that show how powerful it is to combat the effects of EMFs on the body. So I highly recommend checking that out. I will put a link in the show notes. It's the one that I really like is the Mercola brand. 
but there are several other brands out there as well. So I would say check that out. I also think it's really helpful to take an EMF blanket with you. I have one that I love. I will also link it in the show notes. And I usually put it over my reproductive area when I'm working on my computer. So I already use it all the time, but I bring it with me on the airplane. So I bring it with me because I just feel that it's a really helpful way to at least kind of combat some of the radiation from the plane. So I kind of just wrap it around me. I sit on it and then I wrap it around my belly and my breasts and my reproductive area. They also have like hats, scarves. You can put one on your thyroid, right around your neck. They have like scarves. You can put a hat on to protect your brain. Uh, you know, they need like those um, <laughs> full zip up body suits. Maybe they make those. I don't have one of those yet. Uh, these days you can look all kinds of crazy on the plane uh, when it comes to fashion. So <laughs> I don't think that many people would even care. But I do recommend an EMF blanket when you're traveling. If you are pregnant, I 100% think you should have an EMF blanket uh, to put over your belly. So thinking about that, I always bring my shungite with me as well. So I've talked about shungite before. It's this beautiful, beautiful stone. The reason why shungite is so incredible is because it actually absorbs EMF radiation. So that's by itself so incredible. And the reason for this is because they contain fullerenes, which are basically radio shielding properties. So it's like these carbon cages inside. I don't pretend to understand it exactly, but the cool thing is that the scientists who discovered fullerenes actually won the Nobel Prize for this discovery of shungite. So that's really cool. What I do is I have so much shungite around my house. I have kind of a love affair with it. I think it's just beautiful. I have polished pieces. I have unpolished. I have uh, pyramids and cubes and spheres and all kinds of stuff. But, you know, it's also a very heavy, it's a stone, right? It's like a rock. So I do have a few kind of medium-sized pieces that I will carry in my suitcase with me. I will carry some on my carry-on, and I will also have a few in my purse. But again, you know, you don't want your purse to weigh like 100 pounds. I've also had the TSA stop me and ask me what this is trying to explain to them that it's a crystal. Uh, so yeah, it definitely is something I recommend taking with you, even a small tumble piece, right, that fits into your hand. I definitely think that that's effective and, and helpful. I also would say look for the Elite Shungite. Elite Shungite is the highest carbon content, so it has the highest percentage of EMF protection. So that would be something I would take with you. I always do. So I'm just kind of sharing what works for me. Something else I forgot to mention, which I want to kind of pop back to is when it comes to grounding. And I think this kind of helps with combating radiation too, because when your body is grounded, right, it's going to neutralize 
um, oxidative stress, but I also have a grounding mat. And I've had this grounding mat for actually a few years. I really love it. I sleep on it. And then when I travel, I do bring it with me. And it basically plugs into the grounding plug in your hotel room, wherever you're staying. And it comes with a little tester to help you find which plug is a grounding plug. So I will also link that in the, sh the show notes below. Again, it's really helpful. It helps to um, heal and kind of set your body back into balance once you've been traveling. So it's not something you can use on the plane, but it is something that you can use once you arrive at your destination. So now I just want to touch on some of the things that I think are kind of a smaller deal, but if you've ever read like Atomic Habits by James Clear, it's always those small changes or small things that make a big difference cumulatively. And so I do think that there are a lot of little things that you can do to help to biohack your way through your travels. So really just helping your body feel really good so that you're not tired while you're traveling, so that you're feeling good, you can eat what you need to eat or want to eat, whatever it is. Uh, so one of the things is thinking of bringing with you a diffuser. So, you know, you can take a diffuser with you in your uh, suitcase. And then once you get there, that diffuser is going to help you clean the air in your space, wherever that space is, whether you're in a hotel, whether you're in an Airbnb, you can put essential oils in the diffuser and then that is going to help kind of purify the air so that even just in your space while you're sleeping, while you're hanging out at your um, you know, room or home that you're staying, the air can have a cleaner quality. And so you can use antibacterial essential oils. These oils can be antiviral, antifungal, and a lot of the time the air wherever you're at is not very clean, right? Because not only may you maybe you have exposure to the people who were there before or the cleaning supplies that were used to clean the space and a lot of times those are you know full of chemicals there may be like paint thinners or paint uh, there may be lingering cigarette smoke from other rooms or maybe you know if you're close to a balcony or something there may be air fresheners uh, so those are just things that you want to consider that will have an effect on your body potentially. So what you wanna do is look for antiviral, antifungal, and antibacterial essential oils that are going to help to really clean the air and help you breathe in clean air where you're staying. So peppermint essential oil is really great for that. Chamomile essential oil is also really good. Lavender is also a really, really good choice. There's eucalyptus, there's um, basil, and then there's also lemongrass. I think lemongrass is supposed to be really, really powerful antibacterial and antiviral as well. So those are just some ideas. You can definitely branch out. I think there's so many, like those are literally just like 1% 
of the incredible options when it comes to essential oil. So that I think is a really powerful thing to take with you. They have really small size air pure, um, not air purifiers, diffusers. So just look for a compact one. They might even have travel sizes. I just take ours, which is a little bit bigger than travel size potentially, but I feel like it's fine. I always travel with a huge suitcase anyway. Uh, so yeah, Drew is very used to it, I think. Um, but that means that a lot of that stuff goes in my suitcase. I also tend to bring my own towel because often towels are used, uh, that towels have a lot of hearse detergent when you're staying at a hotel or something like that. So I always bring my own towel. I bring my own silk pillowcase because I think, first of all, there's nothing better than a silk pillowcase uh, for your hair and skin. I think it's just the best feeling. But also, again, because a lot of times the place you're staying at, they usually use more uh, synthetic clean, clean cleansers for the sheets, for the pillowcases, all of that. And I tend to not really like those scents. I don't really like those harsh chemicals. So at least I know for my face, my hair, I have my own pillowcase. And when I'm taking a shower, I will also have my own towel that I've cleaned with my own detergent. And when it comes to showers, which is kind of a good segue into that, I tend to take less showers when I'm traveling because I don't necessarily always take my shower filter with me. If I'm taking a long trip and I'm staying in the same place, I will take a shower filter with me and I'll have my amazing partner, um, boyfriend, uh, put it in for me. But when it comes to like, let's say we're going to LA for a couple days or something, I will usually try to take a shower before I go. And then if I can avoid it, um, you know, I won't take a shower. Instead, I'll just kind of do like a quick body scrub with, um, you know, my bottled water and a hand towel uh, and just, you know, do the areas that are necessary because I think that, you know, tap water to me is something I want to avoid as much as possible if it's not filtered. So I always use my shower filter at home. I'm pretty big on that. I think that's really important. So that's something I pay attention to. If I do take a shower, I take a shower. I just make it quick, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world, but I just try to ab avoid absorbing any unfiltered tap water if I can. I also do bring my own bottled water. I will pack it in my suitcase and, uh, cause you can't take it on your carry on, but I will check my bag. And that way I have at least one bottle of water when I get there because I don't drink out of plastic bottles. So that means that I have a hard time finding water at the airport, right? Like they don't sell, most airports don't have water in a glass bottle that's spring water. So I always try to hydrate as much as possible before I go through security. And then I make sure to have my water as soon as I arrive. Now it always, again, it depends on how long I'm flying. If I'm doing like a 21 hour flight, then I sometimes might have to compromise and go for a plastic bottle, then I will look for at least a BPA free, 
bottle of water, but most of the time I will make sure that I have water packed with me. It also just helps you freshen up when you arrive and not have to worry about that, right? So that's something I think is really helpful for me as well. I also do bring a mask with me and here's why. Like I totally think it's really important for us to have the freedom to choose whether we're wearing them on the plane or not. However, there are some benefits to wearing a mask on a plane. Um, and I would say like, you know, getting the quality like N95 masks, but a lot of times cleaners are sprayed on the airplane or um, they sanitize the whole plane and then you have this like air that is constantly being recycled. And so you're inhaling a lot of stuff and that means that your microbiome is also affected because your microbiome is like matching other people. So while it's not ideal to wear a mask your whole airplane flight, I do think that it's something that can be helpful or can be, um, you know, something to practice if it resonates with you. If you're super anti, then fine, don't do it. But I just think like, especially if you're going on a really long flight, I've definitely worn masks way before there was like a mask thing. Like I have did this a lot and I've done this a lot because I just, I don't know. I think it's just another way to avoid toxins and that's uh, helpful. I think when it comes to the bigger picture, right? Like what can I do? What's in my control? What's not in my control? And I think that that's a really big thing to mention as well is what is in your control, what's not in your control. Because when you're traveling and you're a biohacker and you are a health nut and you love health and you love to feel good in your body, sometimes it can get really overwhelming to not have control over your environment. And so... The biggest thing I think here is also doing what you can and then not stressing about the rest because stress is also something that is anti-beauty biohacking. <laughs> it's not healthy. It's not good for you to stress about something like that. So I think being really prepared, making a list, you know, a packing list, checking off what you have, checking off what you need to get, bringing with you um, these, you know, biohacking uh, equipments and, and techniques. And then when you arrive, doing your best to ground, doing your best to get sun, um, you know, installing your red light bulb, getting quality sleep when you can. But also, like, if you don't sleep the first couple nights, don't stress. Your body is so genius. Your body is so smart. Like I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday about just like how grateful I am and how grateful we can be for our bodies. Like talking to our bodies and being like, wow, I am so grateful for you. Thank you, heart, for beating so continuously, for never stopping, never failing me. Thank you, lungs, for breathing uh, thank you, digestive system, for dealing with all the, you know, yummy treats that I've eaten or used to eat and for assimilating these nutrients. And I mean, it sounds so cheesy, but 
thinking about how genius your body is and how smart it is and how much work it does for you. And so I think just trusting your body, like doing what you can and then letting your body do the rest. Your body is genius. Your body is so intelligent. So just giving your body the tools, um, as many of the tools as you can, and then the rest, just have fun, enjoy your trip, enjoy your travels and be present right? Like that I think is one of the biggest things is when you're on the plane, see if you can stretch a little bit, see if you can find some time to meditate. If you're changing flights or changing planes, spread out your yoga mat or a towel and do some yoga, do some stretching there, walk, like get, you know, moving. I think those are just things that you can really do. And then The last thing that I want to share with you before we end this episode is the magic of solfeggio frequencies. And these are really just pieces of music or this is music with healing attributes. And I think it goes all the way back to the 10th century. Uh, It's a six tone music scale And this music is very, very relaxing. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on YouTube. And there are different frequencies that you can listen to. So they have different healing properties. I know that a few of them are very spiritual. So like 852 hertz is associated with being kind of a very spiritual frequency. And that tunes you And I think it's kind of, if you think about it, it's more like your crown chakra. And then there are also the 417 hertz, which is supposed to help facilitate change and transition. Um, But the one that I listen to for traveling, and this is the one, if you've heard of Solveggio, you've probably heard of this, is the 528 hertz. And this is associated with miracles, but also with DNA repair. So healing and resetting the body. And so when I'm flying, I definitely listen to K-pop because that is my genre of choice. I love that, but I mix in solfeggio frequencies and it's so beautiful. It's so relaxing. And it's also really, really helpful for getting your body in tune, and I believe DNA repair. So listening to solfeggio frequencies, I have a playlist that I can use offline because you want to make sure you have that in case you don't have Wi-Fi. But creating a playlist, you can add my playlist. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. But that is also a really, really helpful tool, biohack for traveling as well. All right, beautiful ones. I'm going to leave it here. I feel like this is already so dense with things, but I will make sure to put all of the links in the show notes for the tools that I recommended and shared. Again, this is what works for me. Highly recommend just exploring, seeing what resonates with you, seeing what calls to you. You may just want to start with one thing. I think the the easiest things are always like the things that you don't have to go out and get, right? Like grounding, putting your bare feet in the earth, getting sunlight, things like that. I think those are just 
really easy to start with. And then going from there, I think just doing what you can. And again, trying to enjoy the journey and trying to enjoy without getting stressed over doing it all. So, all right, my loves, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. If you loved this episode, please give this podcast a positive review on iTunes or Spotify. It helps us spread the word about the power of holistic health and beauty, and it helps this podcast grow. If you share your favorite takeaways from this episode on Instagram, please make sure to tag me so I can reshare. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful week.